Rams fans, this is LA Rams UK with our second podcast episode. Obviously, the first one was a trailer, but this is a semi-full length episode where you'll get to meet some of the team that run the social accounts across Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and do the articles on the website. Um, So just a brief introduction to the guys that are on the podcast tonight. Um, My name's Aaron. I've been a Rams fan for probably 10 years or 12 years, something like that. Um, I first supported them when they were really bad in St. Louis, um, mainly because they were the worst team that year. And my father-in-law is from St. Louis. I think a couple of us have that. And um, yeah, and I've followed them ever since. Seen them every time they come over here. Um, I watch them on my Game Pass or Sky Sports. If I have to pay for it, then I do. Uh, And that's a little bit about me. Um, Tony, do you want to go next? Hi, yeah, I'm, I'm Tony. I, I run the Facebook side of the LA Rams UK. I started following the Rams back in the late 80s after my auntie and uncle visited LA. Um, unfortunately, they went to a Raiders game uh, and being an obtuse Yorkshireman, I decided to support a completely different team, their rivals at the time. And I've followed them on and off ever since. And about three years ago, I got the opportunity to take over as the as the admin on the LA Rams UK Facebook group. Um, saw them live in 2012, um, and then against the Giants and the Cardinals um, in recent years. Looking forward to this year's game against the Bengals. And uh, Christian, you're next. Yeah, so I'm Chris. Um, I've sort of been looking after the Instagram page, um, kind of follow the same sort of situation as the other guys. My father-in-law is from St. Louis, um, so I um, started following the Rams for, to look at the American sports. Um, basically, been following them since probably 2010. Been to the Giants game, the Cardinals game over here in, in the UK. Looking forward to the Bengals game this year. Uh, and looking forward for some more content for you guys via this pod. Cool, and then we just have uh, Jordan. Yeah, best to last. Um, yeah, I, I get into American football through NFL Europe when we still had that here at the time. Um, went to, to watch the, the Claymores, as it were, in Glasgow. And... Um, Actually, going to the Rams through that's kind of the worst story at the moment, I suppose. Through Madden, uh, the first game I got, Marshall Falk was on the cover. That was 2003, uh, 2002, 2003, and went through through with the Rams ever since. Cool. So um, obviously, this is our first podcast together. Then we're all new to this kind of thing. I think we've guest appeared. I think Chris, you have, and Jordan, you have guest appeared on a couple others. Yeah, yeah, I've done yeah, one I I think, before the Super Bowl. Yeah, cool. So this is all new to us, and we're going to obviously adapt it as we go on, um, maybe adding some new features, taking ones away that don't quite work. Um, but uh, we had a bit of technical difficulties uh, at the start of this, so we are going to run a little bit short on this one, um, which, by luck, there wasn't a game last week, apart from obviously the roster cuts and uh, the preseason. but we're going to move straight on to week one uh, against the Panthers. So we're just going to talk a little bit about that. 
Tony, you want to talk about it sure. first? Sure, yeah. I mean, obviously, with it being the first game of the season, we've got no form guide to look at. But um, looking at the potential injuries to Cam Newton, you know, it, it feels like we should be pretty confident. But I think we've all been bitten by that type of um, confidence in the past. So I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, the Panthers are a team that have not played too, too many times over the years. We've only actually played them 20 times. Um, in the history of the NFL. Um, unfortunately, that record goes against us as well. We've only won eight of those games. Uh, <laughs> so that doesn't bode particularly well for us. But um, with it being a 6 p.m. kickoff, I quite like the fact that we'll be able to watch it at a decent time. I think it's a good matchup. And the only blot on the landscape is this potential hurricane um, uh, aftermath, which might affect some of the game. Where is that? It's, it's heading up from Florida at the moment. All right. So what, have they mentioned that it might move the game? Or? And th- there's been no mention. It might hit around the Carolinas around Thursday, so it shouldn't affect the game. But then yeah, you never know with weather, do you? Uh, Chris, yeah. What do you think? Um, I watched with quite in, a lot of interest for the All or Nothing this year, uh, with it being the Panthers and, and seeing, obviously, how they've kind of prepared as, as much as you can obviously believe when you're watching these um, very heavily edited uh, Amazon features. Um, it seemed like they made it for the actual weather to um, sort of the, the, how the, how it looks. And obviously, you've got the injuries to Cam Newton. You, how fit is he? How, how well have they recruited? It, it's, it's a different one. So, I'm at the moment, I'm edging on the side of cautions and then and I think we always obviously always worry how, how it's going to come out because we haven't actually seen a starter theoretically as of yet um, so it always does I'm a little bit wary when it comes to week one um, so I'm, I'm just looking forward for the, for those first couple of snaps to see how we line up and to see how um, Sean is going to potentially build on last year and Enough said, obviously, in relation to the Super Bowl, and we'll, we'll probably come back to that on many occasions. But I think there's a lot to learn there, and that, that was probably the best thing that you could probably pull out of that game. Um, so now I'm looking forward to it. And as you say, for, for us in the UK, it's a decent time to watch it. So uh, looking forward to it. Thanks, Jordan. Um, yeah, I mean, like like uh, Tony and Chris said, that's going to be difficult when we've not seen any of the, the starters. Um, I, I feel like when we've done this last year, they kind of they did start a little bit slowly against the Raiders um, and the Panthers are a better team than the Raiders so hopefully they, they don't start as slowly as they did last time because if I mean, I, by everything I've seen, Newton Newton's going to play um, and he, he, can, he can hurt you. I mean, he wasn't MVP for nothing a few years back and then the big one's going to be Christian McCaffrey as well um, he's got the potential to kind of have a thousand rushing yards and a thousand receiving yards just with the way that they use them so they've got people that can hurt you so we need, we need to make sure we come out the, out the blocks firing um, but I think we've got a better team so that does bode well but yeah like I say no pre-season it's, it's going to be Interesting to see. 
I thought it was interesting um, today. I, I saw some, I'm not sure if it was a tweet um, or just uh, some news article on a NFL website. Um, it was, I think ESPN done a simulation, a 2,000 simulations of the season. <laughs> you see this? I do. I, yeah, yeah. I have this open as we speak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They have us. They have us going Norton free. Um, so obviously losing to the Panthers. Um, I think that. I think the second game uh, is it Saints. Second, uh, yep. yeah, uh, I think they had us losing something like twenty-seven-three in that game in the simulation, um, and then we go on to I think it's is it two and six it's saying Chris. Uh, I'm just trying to load it back up now. It, I think it was something I'll, like that, two and six or one. Yeah, I think it yeah. yeah. effectively puts us into the championship game. However, yeah, and it, yeah, and it does. Yeah, so then we finish the season nine, six, and one. Nine six get we... in by the wild card and make the championship game where we get beat by the Saints. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all. That was interesting. But I think um, obviously our article won't talk about, but the article is coming out with our predictions. But I think most of us have uh, a win on on this game. Uh, Everyone has a win. We, yeah, yeah. But I would be biased, I guess, wouldn't we? Um, <laughs> <laughs> who do you think? Um, uh, do you think we might struggle uh, in this game? I guess either side. Is there anyone potentially, potentially might struggle? I, I, apart from Cam Newton, potentially with the injury, coming off the injury, um, Donald might be able to go after him. Um, some of the uh, Clay Matthews will be on the outside. But he's playing the outside, isn't he? So he'll be able to get after him as well. Um, is there anyone else that you think might struggle our side starting off? I'm not unsure in relation to our side. The only other thing you've got to look at, and again, you've got to look at the situation that we, Jordan obviously mentioned McCaffrey, then it's it's what his other targets are. How fit will Olsen be? Is is the foot better? Is it not? What's going to happen there? And it, it's how many other weapons he's got and if we can neutralise. I know he's a very good one weapon being Christian McCaffrey, but if he has only got the one weapon, it's making our lives a lot, hell of a lot easier. But like you say, we've definitely bolstered. See, my concern is with the um, the inside linebackers on our side. I mean, it, I mean, would would anyone agree that that's potentially our weak spot on our defence? It's, it's definitely the thinnest area. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you look, even considering Corey Littleton only started, that was his first year starting, undrafted. Now you've got Bryce Hager, who I think was undrafted as well, if not a very late late round pick. This will be his first year starting. Um, I mean, there seems to be a, a... The Rams obviously don't think that it's that important an area. Mm. Um, if you can cover on, on the back end and rush the passer on the, the front end, then as long as... You know, Littleton done well last year, so he'll need to obviously take on a bigger role no Mark Barron, but um, we'll need, it'll be interesting to see how Hager steps up now that he's going to, he seems to be the guy that's going to start anyway in the, the second position. They might even try and use Taylor Rapp a little bit in the, the second spot. It seems to be something that he can do. They might go three safeties with Rapp, Weddle and uh, John Johnson. Could be something they do, but we'll only find out on Sunday, I suppose. Yeah, they haven't revealed much about Rap yet, have they? How they're going to use him? They they seem to sort of hint as he's a sort of a unique weapon, if you like. Um, so you might play him, like you say, in that, that third spot. Um, 
So, um, yeah, and in terms of, obviously, the big news is with the running backs, um, especially with the cuts that happened and Todd Gurley's injury. Um, how do you see, I mean, do you think Gurley's going to, I think there's, there's rumours that he's going to lose a few snaps on game day, like a matter of 10 or something, or 20 over a season, if you like. But do you see the, all three of them getting in on, on this game? Sort of a good share between the three running backs? I'm, I'm not, not sure all three anyway. will, if I'm truthfully honest. I think it, it will only ever be two. Um, and we'll have to see. And I think Gurley will get most of the ball in this game to prove to the rest of the league that he's fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I think that's the only way that you can stop all the people talking on, on all of the the talk shows on, on Good Morning Football and whatever else and, and NBC Pro Football. So it's just going to stop that, isn't it? So if you can put him out there, put some yards on on the in the book, it, it's going to stop people talking about it and then we can start getting on with it and, and actually start making some plays. And at the minute, there seems to be a lot of talk and, on his fitness. Let's just see how it goes. Yeah, I think you're right. It'd be a good statement game for him just to come out mm. you know straight away and just like put some serious numbers up um the, way, the what, well, what he did from previous seasons was massive <laughs> you're not going to be able to repeat that year after year and i'm appreciating that he, he may have this niggling problem that it potentially may be with him for the rest of his career but he's not going to put up the numbers that he's put up previously it's just not going to happen mm. it'd be great but we'll just have to see i think there's a, a few things that lead into it i mean even going back two seasons before all the injury stuff came out he didn't play in a lot of fourth quarters anyway so he could have went through a full game only having you know under 20 carries but the Rams still won by 20 points so I love it matters on the the game situation then there's the the fact that well Henderson didn't play behind the first string offensive line but he didn't look all that impressive Um, I mean I'm sure that'll change when when the, the first uh, stringers are in there, but um, a lot of it depends on him. I still think it's going to be, you know, like seventy-five percent Gurley. Maybe got Brown's a good pass protect pass protector as well, so you'll see him on third downs um, or even early passing downs. He might, you know, he's going to get the line share of the, the other the other stuff until Henderson gets up to speed anyway. Um, so a lot of it's going to matter on on the game situation as well. So if we run away with the game, you can see maybe Henderson coming in a little bit more at the yeah, end well, I of the mean, game. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be, probably be able to pick out the games if I looked back, but there was times where Gurley didn't play the fourth quarter at all. It was, hmm. you know, Brown and whoever else we had at the time. Kelly, um, yeah, Davis. <laughs> cool. Yes, yeah, so no. So, should we do our, do you want to do some predictions for it? For the game? Yes, let's. Okay. I'll go last. <laughs> well, I'll go first then. I'll, I'm, obviously, I'm going to go for a, a Rams win. I'm going to go for 21-10. This is where I always struggle with my arithmetic now, where I've got to think about it off the cuff. Yeah, there's a field goal plus the <laughs> missed field in the two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go on then, Chris. Oh, thanks. Um, I think we will win 
you got, John? Um, I've got to go 27-20 Rams. Is that, a, is that a, like a yeah? Is that like a last-minute touchdown there? Or? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. They'll 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 get they'll get one late on, I think. Um, and then I'll go. I'll, I'll even go further on a failed onside kick. The Rams wrap it up. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and there's no change for the onside kick rule this year, right? <laughs> no, nah, so it's important when no one understands what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write that down onside kick <laughs> so you remember that I'll tell you what if, right. that, if that does come in Jordan you're putting my lottery numbers yeah. on it look it up button. look it up now put the bet on <laughs> uh, I'll go with uh, a win obviously uh, and then uh, I'll go for a Greg the leg last minute field goal to win 23-20 that's what I'll go with it'll be a 45 yarder I'm going to go 45 yard a short kick. one short one yeah yeah. Keep it safe. <laughs> um, right, cool. So, uh, um, do we want any other LA news that's popped up today that's uh, happened? I see that um, we picked up a new uh, centre. Is it Coleman Shelton? Because um, we had to put Justin Lawler, the linebacker, on injured reserve. Yeah, it's that? just a... Yeah, just a, a small small pick up there. Apparently, um, they'd been to McVeigh said they'd targeted them. Um, I'd read that if he was gonna gonna get released, that they'd pick him up. Uh, so it seems to be one that they've they've looked at and also mm. had a look at. Because um, I mean, struggle to get any decent depth after your starters, just the way the league is. So if he's one they've targeted, then especially with Coach Cromer um, seems to be able to to work his magic on some players, so maybe that could be could be one for a good bit of depth there on the inside. Do we know Do we know anything about him? Is there another, anything about? Um, I play, played at Washington, so I think that's uh, now has got five Washington Huskies. I think I read on on the roster, which is about ten percent of the the roster, which is quite so good. Have we got a, Have we got a coach that's uh, a Washington guy? I don't think so, not not to my knowledge. Um, but no, I think he's he's uh, only been in the league a couple of years, but not any major major playing time or anything. Mm. Um, just a couple of you know pre season games the last couple of years. But if you can find a guy and stash him somewhere, then it's always good. Yeah, and uh, I think what I've, I was sort of listening to a few of the uh, press conferences with uh, Snead and um, McVeigh. And uh, I think what name kept popping up. It's not going to be this guy because he's a centre. But how much they mentioned uh, Bones's influence on who they kept. I found that interesting. I know it's quite obviously a big part of the game, the special teams. Um, but he seems to have quite, read, a, quite a bit. Of yeah, money. I read something about that. With the, the Rams obviously paying more attention maybe than some other teams to a special teams roster, mm. um, which it's shown in the way that we perform special teams and how many actual points we gain from that, not from just kicking the ball. Um, so he obviously has some serious in influence within that uh, coach's room. I think Bones, obviously, they wouldn't have put him in charge for those games when they did when, um, I won't even say his name, our previous manager left. Um, so, yeah, yeah exactly. Um 
so yeah, they obviously hold him in quite high regard, and I think he's got quite a good influence. And he's a bit of a yeah, genius just, on the special teams. Yeah, just when you look at the back end of the draft and the back end of the roster, it's always going to be people that contribute in special teams. So we've got, I think we've got what seven wide receivers. The the only reason you're having seven wide receivers is because you know they can they can play on the the special teams. So you know Jojo Natson, he's there. He's listed as a receiver. He's not going to see any time receiving. <laughs> It's going to be because he, he returns kicks and punts. Um, mm-hmm. If you saw as well in the draft, Nick Scott, who made the roster, um, he he was basically picked by Bones, the first, per- I think the first person after mm. Steve McVeigh that got the phone was Coach Coach Bones, and you know he basically said, "I told you, I'd, I told you I'd get you," and yeah. that's for that's for his special teams. You see anyone else um, doing the? punt returns, kick returns, rather than Joe Jobs. I'm not sure I was overly impressed with him last season. I know a few years ago Mike Thomas done it, but I don't think he was that impressive either. Um, didn't Cup do it as well? Couple of times. He did at college, but especially after injury, you're not you're not going to see him no. unless it's a, a last resort. I don't know if Webster's a guy that can maybe maybe do it if that's why he's on the roster as well. Hmm. Um, but no, I think it's. Primarily going to be Natson that's that's doing that. Yeah, it's almost like a it's its own position, isn't it? Uh, in the sense that if he gets banged up, there's not a wide receiver lost. In a sense, um, you can always stick another guy in there, I guess. But, yeah, you and you're also taking some serious power as well because you're running at some serious pace, about to hit mm. someone that's quite large. And he's about four foot five, isn't he? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, like you say, you, you don't want to be putting in somebody that's going to potentially, well, I say the potential is going to turn your game round. We, we've seen pump returns change games, but it would be nice to see some more yards on that side of the game anyway. Cool. All right, um, Tony, do we want to talk about the Wembley meetup at all, or should we leave that for a bit closer? Well, we we'll know. do it quick. We'll do it quickly now you've mentioned it. But um, no, no. I, it's, it's pretty much confirmed that we'll be at the Barraboyne Banker near the Borough Market, London Bridge. Um, I am in touch with them directly about what they're going to do for us. They're they're definitely up for the full scheme of events, pretty much as we did in 2017. Um, they're not expecting the team to confirm anything until much nearer the date. Um, but we will we will be there Saturday afternoon and Sunday brunch. Um, they won't be changing the menu so we can have an American brunch. Um, but there are certain items on the on the menu that we that would make it a themed event for us. Um, and I, I think it's really good. I've only just realised this week actually that um, we can go direct from from the local tube station to Wembley on the Jubilee line. Uh, so we were looking at a different venue. So we could be closer to Wembley, but with the Jubilee Line link, I think it's uh, I think it's game on to stay at the Baraboy. Nice, and we can all travel down there on the game game day. Indeed. After brunch, yeah, nice. That'd be good. Okay, well, I guess we can confirm more nearer to the time once we know more. Um, okay, uh, just briefly, Jordan, you want to mention the fantasy leagues? Um, yeah, well, I've got. I don't have five now, I think. I, don't, I can't even remember. My full Sunday last week was basically just doing drafts on the hour every hour. Um, but 
yeah, it's five I've got, so that's that's great. We'll see, we'll see how that goes. Um, I don't think I done too well last year personally, but <laughs> um, we'll see this year, and I'll hopefully be able to do a better job of updating. Um, I'll probably post them on Twitter, um, and we can obviously discuss them on on here as well. Uh, just maybe who's leading, who had a shocker or whatever. Um, I think there's a couple on Facebook as well. We obviously won't mention it if any of us have a shocker. Uh, that's why, that's why I haven't ended. <laughs> I haven't ended for that exact reason. <laughs> well, you, you, uh, you did some good drafting for someone. Beat you, Chris? It, it, was, it was Tony on my behalf because I was I was with <laughs> oh, my family in Disneyland Paris. It was so the other way around. If Tony, if Tony wants to uh, mention what he did, then... Uh, it's all been sorted, I imagine. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've, I've dealt with it in the waivers, don't worry. Good. Yeah. <laughs> just because I'm, I'm not obsessive about watching pre-season friendly games. <laughs> just I someone just snapped their ACL the day before. <laughs> <laughs> not that we shouldn't laugh about it, we shouldn't laugh about no, it. No, no. Uh, and uh, we've got a couple on Facebook as well, haven't we, Tony? I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think there's three running now on Facebook. Um... I, I've got one running with um, 12 participants. There's another one running with 14. Um, and I think um, Dave Newgrass is also running one now as well, but I'm not entirely sure if he's got... I think he's drafting tomorrow night, actually. Um, so he should have a full general injuries and who's made the squads and not. Um, so that's, what, a total of eight fantasy leagues we're running? Of course. What? Probably saying like 80 people involved on average. Minimum, yeah. Now. Uh, mine's are all yeah. 10 yeah okay um, shall we move on to the last bit then the Q&A's sure that we uh, people kindly uh, sent us on Twitter and Facebook um, so we got a couple selected do you want to read off your um, Facebook ones Tony sure yeah I'll do a couple here I was surprised at how many people actually wanted to ask us questions and actually might even value our responses um, <laughs> I won't go that far <laughs> they, just wanna, they just want to see how much it's you mess what, it up <laughs> or hear their own name probably that's probably the main well that's it yeah. so Daniel yeah. Flint um, asked us if if Aaron Donald breaks a single season sack record does he have a chance to win the MVP award or is it now too weighted in favour of offensive players and QBs in particular? My thoughts on this is, it, obviously it depends on other performances throughout the season. If someone else has an absolute blinder, um, then it obviously depends on that. But I think if he wins, if he breaks that record and he wins Defensive Player of the Year again, which will be three times in a row, um, straight, and um, it's, it's got to string a lot of people to vote for him. It's got mm-hmm. um, but I don't know how you don't think about it. And I'm not quite sure if I'm actually going to say what I'm about to say. But as an avid Manchester United fan, I'm, I don't know what I'm about to say is, is actually true for what I'm going to say. But if you look in the football world, as in soccer world, there is a chance that the Ballon d'Or, being the European player of the year, could be won by a defender. Is the whole world of sport looking away from just the attacking offence side of it to now the actual defence side of it? If AD does do what he's doing, I don't see why he can't win it. You've got to break the mould at some point. It's just the problem you've got is that it, it's... 
the NFL sometimes does get stuck in its ways to the fact that they feel like an MVP should be an attacking force. If we turn around and do what we've done last year, and he did what he did last year, why can't he? I still think I still think no. Um, he had twenty and a half sacks last year, and I know Mahomes had a you know a record-breaking year. Mahomes had five what five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns, which I mean that's that's it. I mean you can't even think about that. But I'd say still, just offense wins. Jared Goff's more likely to win it than Aaron Donald. That's just what I feel. Cause, I mean, even going back two years to Todd Gurley, Tom Brady didn't have as an impressive a year as Mahomes did, but he still ran away with the MVP. It's just it's a quarterback award. They need to rename it, to be honest. They need to change mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's a, look, I'm looking here at the at the uh, going back. And last 15 years has either gone... It's only been all quarterbacks or three running backs in that time. And the last the last defender to win it is Lawrence Taylor in 86. Wow. So, so that just shows you there, doesn't it? But if anyone can do it, it's got to be our man. Well, everybody so, knows he's um, the best player in the league, so why shouldn't he win it? Mm. Fact. <laughs> and that's... He's, he's the number one. Because so, he can't do no look passes. That's why he'll never win it. <laughs> well, he probably know. could. <laughs> yeah, probably could. No look sack, maybe, but. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, what's your next one, Tony? Right. Amelia Bolger asks Which of Woods, Cup or Cooks, has the most yards through the air this season? One word answers. Oh, jeez. I'll say Cooks. I'll say Cup. I was going to say Woods anyway, but now there's three different answers, so... <laughs> That's one way to answer the question. No, Tony, you no might say it. I was going to go Cup. I'm a massive Cup fan. I think he's going to... I think he's going to break out this season and do the job. If he would have stayed in last year, they'd have all averaged roughly about 80 catches. Um, I think Woods had 86, which is why he just beat out... I think they... I was looking at the stats and Woods had something like 14.2 average yards. Uh, Cooks had 15 average yards and Cup was 14.2 average yards as well. So he'd have been on for, I mean, Cooks got 1,200 yards approximately. Woods got 1,220, something like that. And uh, Cup would have been on target to get that as well. So it just shows you how they they distribute it. It's absolutely ridiculous. So that's a hard one to answer. I think Cooks normally goes deep, doesn't he? More than um, the other two, would you say? Or not? Which would share that. Yeah, you'd Woods like... is a bit of a, a Swiss Army knife, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Cooks, I think, yeah, you're kind of, he had the most, well, he's 15 yards reception, so I mean, it's only a yard more than the other two, but I think there's the, the kind of stereotype that he's the deep, deep guy because uh, he's pace, and then obviously Cups, the the safety blanket or whatever they call him for, for Jared, but no, they'll all get. I mean, they'll all go over a thousand yards, I think. But I just think Woods for me. That's when, just because he's the the do it all receiver, I think. Hmm. Oh, well, just get a couple off of Twitter here. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So, <laughs> right, okay. Daniel Woods nine seven one. How would you rank Goff compared to the other quarterbacks in the NFL? 
obviously we've always heard the recently the system quarterback, so that's what makes it interesting. Um, so what do you reckon? I've, I think he's. I don't know because it's that it's always that way of rating quarterbacks. Because I mean, going back to soccer, I'm sure we'll do this crossover. There's this term world class. Nobody knows what it means. Everybody uses it. It's just where do you rank him? I think he's a top ten quarterback, but I, I don't think he's elite yet. I think he's in that tier below for me. Hmm. So, so how do you compare him? Like for example, obviously Mahomes smashed it last year. And he you know won MVP and whatnot. Comparing it to him, I mean, is he um, is he ahead of golf at this stage, or has he got more to prove like golf? Um, he, obviously, no, no, well, MVP. I think he's he's ahead of ahead of golf in terms of what he's what he's done in a season. Now he needs to. It sounds ridiculous that you're challenging an MVP almost to do it again, but. Goff's done it for two seasons now, and he improved in his second season under McVeigh. Mm-hmm. Well, dismiss the first season like it never happened, but you know, in the two seasons under McVeigh, he's getting better. All oh. the talk coming out of camp is that he's going to be better this year as well. He's reading defenses better. He's getting through his reads quicker. It's all obviously how it how it plays out on a Sunday or or whatever. But I think we could. We, he's got the potential to take the leap to elite this year, but. He's not there yet for me. Okay, Tony, when you're right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he's a top ten quarterback as well. You know, he's never going to be a a do everything quarterback um, like Cam Newton, who's going to who's got the running game going as well. But I mean, even if you look back to his his college days, you know, he's he's improved year on year um, since 2013. You know, he started with three and a half thousand yards and 18 touchdowns at college. Then just a shade under 4,000 with 35 touchdowns, and then 4,700 yards with 43 touchdowns at college. And you look at what he's doing the last couple of years, you know, 3,800 yards with 28 touchdowns, and again, 4,700 yards with 32 touchdowns last year. If he improves again, he's going to touch 5,000 yards, mm-hmm. and what, 35, 40 touchdowns? I'll take that. Mm. I was um, looking at some next-gen stats, and they've got him down as eighth in terms of passer, um, yeah, passer rating um, of all top quarterbacks um, at 101.1. And Tom Brady was on, I think, 97, something like that. So he's clearly, statistics-wise, he's top 10. Um, I think because of his supporting cast and because of McVeigh, he sort of gets a little bit, he loses some of the credit. Um, and now he's got this system quarterback. But some of the throws he, he's shown, like that one into the end zone to cup in the corner, and you know, unbelievable. So I think he's just going to have to do it for a few more years consistently until people will say, yeah, yeah, maybe we were wrong, or, you know, he, he's legit sort of thing. Um, but yeah, that's my thoughts on that one. Um, Chris, you said, you've said something already, haven't you? No, I, I agree with you. He's, he's a top ten quarterback for me. When when people start talking about elite quarterbacks and all that kind of thing, does that mean you've got to have a ring? I don't know. Does it? Does that mean Mahomes isn't ahead of him? Is he just on the par? Is he classed as elite or not? I don't know because he won the MVP. I don't know. But 
I would definitely put him in the top 10 where he sits in that top 10 I think can fluctuate week by week but no I think as you say and what you read he's still learning his trade in the end of the day he's he's effectively third slash fourth season in Um, so it's it takes time for when you're obviously looking at the different players. He's obviously had to learn from different playbook from from what he effectively first come into the league to do as well. So it'd be good to see how much he can actually deal with things on the field a little bit more on his own, and how much of that whole getting to the line sooner, which we seem to, people seem to figure that out quite a lot last year. So let, let's just see what the the ideas are and how we may line up slightly different this year to, to move things around a little bit. Cool. Um, we'll take uh, the next question from Durham Goon, uh, last one here. Um, he gets a little bit specific in terms of player, um, but it, it could mean depth in the O-line, I guess. Um, but is Jamil Denby really the best backup we can find? He had a mare in the preseason and has regressed badly. See, that's uh, his opinion. Um, what's ours? You reckon, Jordan? It was kind of what I was touching on earlier. Once you get once you get past the starters at pretty much any position, you struggle to find, you know, good players. It's you know due to the salary cap for one. Um, I mean, look at going back a couple of years. The Cowboys lost their starting left tackle, Tyron Smith, who's one of the best. They played, I think, it, I don't know, I'm say Chaz Green, I think his name was, came in against the Falcons. I think he gave up like seven sacks. It's not just a Rams thing. It's a, mm. a league-wide thing that once you get past, you know, we're paying Aaron Donald, Todd Gurley all this money. You've you've not got enough money left to go around to your second-string O-line. It's, you know, at the end of the day, Denby was a, if we're getting specific on him, he was a six-round pick, I think couple of years ago mm-hmm. um, didn't make a team last year he actually ended up at the Lions for a bit and then got released there the coaching staff obviously see something in him they don't expect him to you know they don't expect him to see a lot of time on the field because you're obviously touch wood no injuries and everything but they obviously feel that there's a player there that they can develop but I think it's just a league wide issue with depth rather than a Rams specific issue with depth. I think the coaches as well with the O line, they have mentioned on several occasions that when the guys come in as rookies or whatnot, like David Edwards and Bobby Evans, they'll get them to train on all up, up and down the whole line, um, just so they can move them around and be flexible. So I'd have thought if if Denby ends up being a bit of a weak link, one of the other guys could fill in where he would normally. Um, so they may be able to cover that because of the versatility of the players, the way they're being trained and coached. Um, uh, Tony, you got anything on that? No, I've, I, I, I've got to trust the coaches on this one. They, they, they know the system. They know what the, the positions that they need. They've, they've got him for a reason. If it's because he's just filling a share, then that's fine. Um, but the coaches know what they're doing. I, th- I think we've got enough trust in our coaching staff at the moment. Cool. And you never know, if he's obviously regressing in pre-season and whatnot, if he's got the ones by his left and right, um, then he may perform better. He's not necessarily just being relied on them by himself um, or having to do uh, pick up two people. He's um, he's getting help. So, 
he, he may find he does a bit better. Um, okay, I think that covers it for this episode. Um, so we'll wrap it up now. Um, obviously, next week we're doing this weekly, so next week we'll be reviewing the game and we'll be looking forward to week two against the Saints. Um, so, yeah. I guess for for now, um, we'll see you next week. Right, that was all right, wasn't it? <laughs> that wasn't too bad. Seems all right to me.